Welcome back to the podcast that rocks. Weekly podcast talks about rock metal news, current events, and upcoming disasters down south. With me today is Go Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hello, Gretchen. You feeling okay over there? No. Oh, all right. I'm just, sorry. Just going to move on. Go take some tums. <laughs> More like Advil. <laughs> tums. <laughs> You're making I, stomach like you're in pain sounds. Did anyone else as a kid think Tums were candy? No, because they were very chalky. I know, but I liked Smarties and stuff, so I think that's why I thought that. You would. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, back to the news at hand. Normally, I was planning on talking about Slayer and how this is the end. They had their final performance last night, and we will get to that and talk about some high points that people were reporting. However, more uh, pressing news took place yesterday that was a bit of a disaster, unfortunately. NotFest Mexico took place over the weekend, and by took place, I mean was scheduled to happen and was supposed to take place, was planned for months, had a good crowd. It turned into a disaster. What happened was, through several reports from fans, different news and media outlets that were in Mexico, and all the places reporting this in the States is that the main barricade protecting the crowd and keeping the crowd from the stage and things like that was broken, like severely. Not just, oh, it's unlatched or it's bent. No, broken. And mm. unfortunately, they couldn't fix it in time. And it was that bad. And thus, Evanescence and Slipknot, the last two bands of the show, were forced to cancel their sets. And they both made statements saying this that, that night. They explained it to the crowd. Let me see. I'm going to try to post this up really quick because they try to do this as classily as possible, which is awesome because that is a catastrophic situation to happen. Mm -hmm. It's from Slipknot's own statement from Twitter, and it was posted on other social, social media outlets. And again, this is not Fest, too. This is Slipknot's own brand. Because of a broken barricade and failed attempts to fix it, Slipknot were forced to cancel our, our performance last night. Safety, especially the safety of our fans and fellow bands, is priority number one. We apologize profusely and hope you all understand. If anything will happen we, to any of you, we wouldn't forgive ourselves. Also, if we could have fixed the barricade correctly, we would have gone on stage. Again, we hope you all understand. We will try to make it up to you as soon as we can. That was the response from Slipknot. Evanescence also made a response, uh, or a post, I should say, and they made a video post, too, stating everything. Evanescence said, said just two hours ago, or actually it was probably longer than that because I've had the page up. So Evanescence said, even though we are devastated by the destruction of our instruments and gear, we do not see the violent end to last night as a representation of our Mexican fans or the Mexican people. 50,000 people were there, and sadly, a handful of them turned to anger and violence after the cancellation. You have shown us an incredible amount of love from the very beginning, and we will always come back for you. Now, those two tweets sound very different in tone, but Evanescence had made that post much later after everything was canceled. As soon as everyone in Mexico found out, the crowd stormed the stage. They literally destroyed everything on the stage, including Evanescence's gear, drum kit, everything else they could find, and started lighting fires. There are many pictures online now of fires and people just standing around at like post riots with this madness in Mexico. And as a result, today for the second half of everything, um, there were cancellations for today's too. And I can't say I blame them. Yeah, no. Uh, I just can't. 
like I can't wrap my head around. Yeah, I get people get angry for cancellations, but how are you going to destroy the instruments of these bands that you supposedly, you know, love and support? I like that was the part that really blew my mind. Uh, I know to everyone thinking like, okay, it's a different situation. And some people were asking, are, is our Slipknot or Evanescence going to get sued? Is Knotfest going to get sued? I doubt it because doubt it. first of all, they stopped the show for security reasons because the barricade was broken and they were afraid mm -hmm. the fans wouldn't be safe and the bands wouldn't be safe. Thus, they were proven correct. Yep. And, Literally, and I, the rioting proved that that was correct because the barricade was broken and people tried to break through it, that the fans could get through and everything was unsafe because of that. I mean, I get the the anger and the hurt, especially, you know, if you've waited for something like this for so long and all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden it gets canceled and you're just like WTF. Mm -hmm. So I get the, the anger and the hurt, but I don't understand resorting to that to show your frustrations and this was not an axel rose screw you guys i'm going home i don't want to no, this they was were devastated we, yeah they made an apology immediately saying listen this is like liability reasons we can't we will try to make this up to you two different bands said that and uh, see this is where it gets messed up because this is where the liability and legalities issues arise because this was in another country I don't know how that's going to play into it because it's at a venue, not in the United States, where the venue and secu like local security or uh, venue security might be held liable. I doubt mm -hmm. it because even so, they couldn't control the fans at that point if they're starting no. riots and things like that. I don't know what that's going to happen for Mexico, though. The big case of something like that is with Randy Blythe years back when a fan jumped off stage, got hurt, and died pretty much eventually as a result, and they tried to legally process Randy Blythe of Lamb of God. Oh, wow. And that turned out that. to a, that's a big story. That was big back Whoa. in 2012, 2013, in that time frame. And he was finally, eventually exonerated because like video footage and witnesses kindly came forward saying, uh, listen, the person that you see getting like tapped to jump off from Randy Blythe was me, not the person that died. And that kind of exonerated him. Mm -hmm. And it was never an issue of Lamb of God getting too rowdy or forcing anything, but that's how their system worked overseas. I think it was, I can't remember the actual country somewhere in Europe or Eurasia, something like that. And that was a big deal. Free Randy Blythe was a, was a big thing. The reason I bring that up is because I don't know what Mexico's stance is on something like that. Is that All a right. situation where, um, we saw what happened last time. You've tried to bring Notfest to our country. Heck no, get out of here. Mm. And I don't know. Right. I again, yeah. for everyone, like say what you want about everything. I am on the band sides on Slipknot and Evanescence. Listen, the barricade was busted. Someone's gonna get hurt. Uh, yeah, I don't know. By the way, did you see Amy Lee's tweet um, a Which few one? hours ago? Where it said, I know. Well, I know they're still talking about stuff too. Like they're still making posts about like their equipment. No, she was she was making a joke about something. She said, "Now I find myself wondering if we need a flaming drum kit in the chain video." Probably not the way the fire started from last night. Yeah, <laughs> but that was kind of funny. So yeah, um, <laughs> way, I'm glad she's lighthearted. <laughs> exactly. First of all, the bands are safe. I didn't hear any stories about people getting seriously hurt in Mexico, mm -hmm. which is also a huge deal. Mm -hmm. So they can at least be safe and look back on this and say, "Hey, things happen," you know. Mm -hmm. And again, they were very classy, including Amy Lee. They made a video post and like said, 
the few people that did this in Mexico does not do not represent all our fans in Mexico, and we get that. Right, and that's a and very then, polite way to look at it. And they were also making comments saying that some of the frustration came from the fact that, um, like concert goers were were saying they didn't find out until later. Well, it was because of self service. Yeah, and I mean that's like pretty standard at any. Yeah, event. that's us too. I it might be worse where they are too, but at the same time, that's happened to us when we're in Florida when we were getting say, the best signal. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's understandable that you. Like it doesn't matter how fast they put out a statement. Mm-hmm. It it all depends on your cell service on when you can actually see it. Right. So it's hard to say. I one, I'm glad everyone turned out safe and okay. Two, I'm I hope that Slipknot's able to make something up or Evanescence. I know Evanescence is still gonna do more touring, especially if they do release a new album next year, like they're saying they will, like right. a new new music. Yeah. Um, Slipknot's not done. They're doing more touring next year. I know they're going to Europe and stuff like that. They're doing Not Fest at Sea. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. If Gretchen and I can figure out a way to bring a lot of money to get flights, we might look into mm-hmm. it. But I doubt that's going to happen because that's it's not even so much the cruise is that expensive. It's not more expensive than like uh, Ship Rocks, which I've done before, or any other uh, festivals at sea or concerts at sea type things. It's just the flights to Spain are quite up there, as you can imagine. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, so, but it sucks to say, but that was like huge catastrophic news that could have been way more, even worse if people would have gotten like violent and things like that, like violent towards each other on a personal level. Mm-hmm. However, um, yeah, Slipknot's heading overseas uh, is starting in January, going all the way to the end of February, and then over to from Europe to Asia, and they're going to be in Japan in Philippines in March. So they'll be all over. They're not taking any time off. So. Mm. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but like some of the video they have, I know Rockfeed posted some clips that were from cell phone footage. Yeah, it's a lot of trash and a big fire and stage dis- and instruments destroyed. And I'm sure Evanescence had their like instruments and stuff insured and things like that. I'm sure everything's going to be taken care of on that point. That's not They're not going to lose money in the end, but man, that's it's rough to see. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I feel like if that would happen in the States, that would have been a lot more people would have been hurt because people would have been stupid and not to say what yeah. people next the few people next to did were stupid i'm talking there would have been people in the states like just like trying to fight each other and just do stupid stuff because they're too drunk or hopped up on monster energy and trying to intentionally fight security guards and things like that yeah just i mean just seeing some of the video yeah. footage like on twitter and whatnot is just i I don't know. I just can't wrap yeah. my head around that being your yeah. outlet for frustration. Uh, you know, I say that we see a lot of as many awesome people we see at festivals having a great time. There's always like a good 5% of this entire huge crowd that are idiots and don't belong in public. And we've seen it. Gretchen and I have seen it. Um, this is a good example of just one person that could have made a disaster for everyone. Do you remember our first day at Welcome to Rockville this year? This was your first festival ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you remember around four o'clock in the afternoon on Friday? So specific. Remember, for, uh, yeah, I remember because it was Wage War. Oh, remember, I know which one. I think I know which one you're going to talk about. Um, the man with the shirt off. Yes. Go ahead and describe that to everyone. This was your first festival ever at four o'clock on a Friday afternoon before any of the main bands even took stage for a three-day festival weekend. Describe what this per- this gentleman did. Was this the guy over on the like side or the yep. river stage? Correct. And it took like 
Oh God, how many like security officers? At least three. Oh, it was way more than that. To take him down, like to actually hold well, him down. Yeah, and it, but there was like eight involved. Yeah. And then like actually to get him out and walk him out, it was eight. But was he trying to get in the photo pit? Like with Oh, people, he was, or? what happened was he was, he tried to hop the barricade and try to climb on stage to right. get to wage war. Whether that was to sing with them or to fight them, we don't know. <laughs> All we know is he was stopped in the photo pit. The man was completely wasted. Uh, yep. Like hard <laughs> frat boy wasted. Well, and the best parts were like, <laughs> the whole thing was just pretty much a, a great yeah. visual. But there, there were parts where you're like, all right, he's subdued. He, they've, they've got him and everything. And all of a sudden, he just got like, you know, a second, second life. Second wind. <laughs> second wind. And he's just like, all right, I have to take him. to to go back on the stage again. And he's yep. trying to start, he tried to do like the football running back juke. Yeah. He tried to do the spin around and like get around him. The cops, without even 50% effort, took him down again. And like, didn't even like yep. had to do a tackle. Just kind of like mm -hmm. tripped him up a little and threw like tossed him down just with like one arm. And I remember and, just like standing uh, there being like, it's, it's Friday afternoon. Like, yeah. And then like, the festival had barely started like three hours open. <laughs> Like, Three hours. Come on, dude. You still got the rest of the weekend because you got two and a half days to go, man. I also, say, I yeah. I also just, said like, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, just based on how he was, I would imagine he didn't just have like a single day pass. No, I imagine that he had a weekend. Yeah, and also when I made the joke about he was like frat boy wasted, this was not a college kid. He was like a forty plus year old man. Oh yeah, he was older. He was up there. Not saying that older people can't rock it, but also... Oh, yeah. We see them all the time, too, and they're <laughs> awesome. No, but this guy was a loser in every sense of the word. He was not rocking it. Uh, he was he may have thought. I was about to say, he may have thought he was. I hope he did have to go to, like, the county jail just for holding that night before making bail and had to explain to the other actual criminals what he did. It's like, yeah, I tried to get on stage with Wage War and show them what's up. <laughs> what? What the heck? That type of thing. So Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so very different situations. I, that was just to prove the point that like, even though so many people can be awesome at festivals, it only takes a couple to make everything a nightmare. And it sounds like that's what happened at Knotfest. I don't know how many people were a part of the writing, but yeah. it was more than enough to cause serious damage. And that makes everything look bad. Well, it's like the video of the drum kit burning. It looks like there's maybe only three involved, but that's also just what is shown in the clip. But then there's a clip where it shows like the stage being destroyed yep. and there was like at least 15 on the yeah. stage. So, so, and yes, that's a small amount of people compared to how many were actually there. But, but yeah. so, you know, one bad apple ruins the bunch. So. Also think of 15 people. Think of that's the people that security couldn't stop. Yeah. Think how many security probably tried to stop at that point. Yep. And then, and then they probably were like, looking out for their own safety yeah also yeah like too. for like all the big festivals we go to now like when security starts seeing fire like huge flames security probably is gonna too. head out too yeah i wouldn't I blame that's way past your responsibility <laughs> be like there was nowhere in my contract that said anything about fire i'm not a part-time firefighter i'm a part-time security guard and yep. catching mosh pitters and detaining drunk people yeah and that's a crap job as it is they get overworked yeah no joke at florida they got overworked Florida. Uh, yeah. Sonic Temple was okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I can't even remember if we saw anything questionable. 
Nah, no, like not that I'm aware of. Maybe it happened, but definitely not. We were out there. We were out there for a good most most of the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, who knows? But thoughts to everyone. Like, hope everything's okay down south. Hopefully, no one got hurt that I saw. Again, there's no reports of everyone getting seriously hurt that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Notfest can return, or at least Slipknot and or Evanescence can return on separate tours to make up for it. Right. Like just like actual concerts, and I'm sure that can happen. But yeah tough to hear about switching gears um i know gretchen is not as familiar with slayer but last night was a big deal december 1st 29 or november 30th 2019 excuse me slayer's last performance and Mm. that is truly an end of an era yeah no kidding uh for a band that's been going on longer than both gretchen and i have been born Mm -hmm. you know that has been going consistently for that long too it's weird to say um question you've never seen slayer before right i have not okay i've seen them three times oh wow so i saw saw them in 2015 2016 and last year 2018 uh, the beginning of their final end of the road tour not end of the road uh, their final run okay and, and that was like with anthrax and lamb of god that was here in st louis wow and when I saw it this last, like this, there was this was part of a five leg tour to make sure they covered everywhere in the world that they possibly could before hanging it up, and they did a really good job of that. And it's weird to think now because I saw them summer twenty eighteen, and thinking, okay, this is the last time they're coming to St. Louis, and it was. It didn't feel like at the time Slayer was done, and now right. it really feels like Slayer's done. Yeah, well, I mean, that's. I feel like that's could be said for like a lot of tours like completely different ballpark but elton john with his final tour right now it -hmm. still doesn't feel like it's coming to an end but when he plays that final show it'll be like oh yeah that is the end if that is his final show then yes that is an end of it as well for sure the uh, everyone is saying and i actually do i'm on on this side of as well like slayer mean it like slayer actually are hanging it up like the band members are going to do other things or just enjoy retirement with their families i can actually see that it's not the situation of kiss and rolling (laughs) stones where they each have 12 retirement tours underneath their belts which is really insulting after a while well because they know that people will still pay big bucks because they're like oh well maybe this is their last tour my uncle this was when I was like 15, bought Kiss, like one of Kiss's retirement tours, tickets mm-hmm. in St. Louis, and paid a lot of money for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, so how old was I? So 14, <laughs> however old it was. And then in 2017, I saw Kiss live. And be like, oh. Wait. So I didn't, I like, <laughs> so it's like, oh, huh, huh. They were done back then, were they? So mm-hmm. just uh, kidding, guys. Yeah. Well, very different reasons. I kiss. I think is one hundred percent marketing based. They just oh, want yeah. that money. Oh yeah. Um, you know, Rolling Stones. I think they're just too drugged up to realize they should have retired. <laughs> I don't know how else to put that politely, but Keith Richards is living off chemical traces, not even blood oh, anymore in his system. Be like, guys, just just hanging up. Just yeah. With Slayer, they um went out in a blaze of glory. Really? And people are saying they loved it. It was a star-studded yeah. night last night, too. Jason Momoa was there. Half of Metallica, I know, that could be there. Mm-hmm. All the members of Metallica that could be there were there. Many other bands. A lot of, like, big names in the press and media were there. 
Jose Mangan from SiriusXM was there. And if you go on Jose's uh, Instagram, I'm going to put this on GetRock.net for this actual post for the podcast. You'll see a picture of Jose Mangan uh, with a rag on his nose because he got clocked in the face when he was trying to jump into the mosh pit. I was about to say, I saw that, like, I can't remember if it was on Loudwire where they, like, had a, a whole uh, photo set of, yeah. like, images from last night. And then I saw that picture of Jose. I'm like, oh. I'm it's like, exactly, <laughs> and for everyone trying to imagine it, it's exactly how you think it happened. From Jose Mangan. I bleed for I bleed for metal and Slayer band official Slayer. After moshing out and hanging out in the best spot inside the forum, the eyes of the Slayer mosh storm, I got an accidental fist to the face, perfectly smashing my nose and instantly inducing blood gushing. I made my way through the sold-out pad floor, cupping my hands under my nose, blood faucet to the bathroom. It was the gnarliest nosebleed of my life. It wouldn't stop bleeding. Before the EMTs arrived, my friend Stephanie... I don't know the name, took this killer pick for Loudwire and glad she did. I was too busy and bloody to make a cool selfie. The crappiest part of this whole experience was missing Slayer songs. After maybe a half an hour out of commission, I got back on the floor and fi finished worshiping at the altar of Slayer. I wouldn't change a thing from what happened. It was poetic, symbolic, awesome. Thanks, Slayer, for making me bleed. Oh, whenever I think of Slayer, I I seriously hear Jose Mangan's voice in my Slayer. head. Yeah, just saying that on like Octane or something. I'm he does like... it great on Liquid Metal. He's a Slayer is the most plain bad on Liquid Metal by a long shot. Slayer and Pantera, to be fair, but by a long shot. Mm -hmm. So and Jose's a big part of that too. So oh, yeah, yeah, that is pretty poetic. Uh, the picture is really worth seeing because he looks. Even though there's blood on his hand, he's holding he's a rag so up to his nose. He is a kid in a candy store happy. <laughs> he is joyful. So just that alone. Mm -hmm. for, I, I know Jose is in his 50s now. You could tell that was just such a big deal for him too to be able to see that and be a part of that and get that story with it. Because oh he's the guy God. that was hanging backstage probably before and after the show too. Oh, yeah. You know it. So that's so awesome to see. So that's some good news to counter everything out. It'll be interesting to see of the big four, Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, Slayer, who goes next. Because mm -hmm. Metallica's doing everything next year. Megadeth says they're going to have a new album next year. Anthrax was supposed to say they were going to have a new album this year, but probably next year. And Anthrax mm -hmm. is still doing just as well, too. So it'll be interesting to see, interesting to see who follows suit. Because in my opinion, Slayer did it the right time. Mm -hmm. They did it the perfect way. They spread it out for over a long period of time to make sure every city was covered on their big final tour across yeah. the world. And hats off to them. So if I would recommend anything, you know, not just say, oh, okay, go play Raining Blood. And, um, one of my favorite more recent stories is I am not a, um, oh man, Jimmy Fallon. I am not a Jimmy Fallon fan by a long shot. I don't know if Gretchen is or not. I don't I don't know if you are or not, but I think on I would say that for the Tonight Show. I think he's not a good host for the Tonight Show. I just don't care for him at all. However, okay. I give I give him credit for and his show credit for having Slayer a couple years ago have Slayer's like late night TV debut or pretty much prime time and um actual network broadcast debut and they played Raining Blood. Ah. And it's on YouTube. I'll link to it. It's such an awesome performance too. The band or the the audience loved it. It was so cool to see. So like even decades after that song and album came out, but it was still really fun to see that. Interesting. Did I upset you by saying I'm not a fan of Jimmy Fallon? Kind of. Well, <laughs> we all have. 
I was about to say, I'm a little startled by that. Oh, it's oh, come on. It's not that big of a deal. I don't hate him. I'm just not a fan. Oh, all right. We all we all have different opinions, you know. I'm I'm as, a big as bad a, as they are. Oh, that's fine. I mean, some some <laughs> people like simple plan, you know, just that's just how it is. Hey, hey, we've already had a conversation about this, okay? Okay. Oh, we've had many conversations about this. Yes, but <laughs> we've had a conversation since I saw them live. Yes, that's true. That is so. very true. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's how I feel. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, I'm a big I'm a big Stephen Colbert fan ever since, you know, Colbert Report. I read his book. I'm yeah, a huge like too. Yeah, I'm still a huge Conan fan, even though the show format's changed over the years. Yeah. You know, so those are my two guys. But yeah. Slayer, mm -hmm. you will be missed. Your music will be continue to be played on many a metal station around the world. And there will still be people carving your their name, carving the name Slayer into their skin for years to come. I was about to say, can you imagine how many people are going to go out and get like Slayer tattoos now? Like, I'm sure after, people do that all the time, but yeah. can you imagine now? After last after last night, I can see a lot of people in LA doing that to, like just, today, just lined up. Yep, Slayer across my shoulder blades, all the way across my back. <laughs> I want it right on my chest. Actually, tramp, I want it on my throat. Tramp stamp of Slayer. You know, you wouldn't even be able to call it a tramp stamp at that point. Yeah, it's true. It's like, you know what? I respect it. It's too badass for that. Exactly. Yeah. Good and job. Get it Good right job. on the throat. Get it yep. on the jugular. That's one. Of, I don't remember who said this either, but um, their metal is such a diehard fan base more than mm -hmm. anyone else. You're never going to see anyone tattooing or not tattooing. You're never going to hear about or see anyone carving one direction into their forearm with a knife. I mean, you do. never know. People some, do that some, for Slayer. You never know. Some of those fangirls for One Direction, they're they, a little, they're little much. Show me evidence of... They may of do little, it for Taylor Swift. Not carving their arms with blood with Tay-Tay. They wouldn't do know. that. You they would not. Some are crazy enough. Well, there's proof of people for doing it for Slayer. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> it's not so much they want the tattoo, they want the scar tissue, you know, of Slayer in their skin. So uh. you will be missed, Slayer. And now we go from Mexico to LA to the park. And Kid Rock is at it again. Oh. As soon as I saw this, and Gretchen saw it too, I... What, what was your initial response when you saw this, Gretchen? Just laughter, because yeah, he's so okay. stupid. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, yep, I believe it. It's just like... Uh, okay, so <laughs> to set the story up, just the brief, it's Kid Rock versus Oprah. Kid Rock <laughs> went on a drunken, angry rant about Oprah Winfrey. This was a drunk rant, I know, shocker. This <laughs> happened, if I'm correct, at Kid Rock's own place um, in, in Tennessee. Nashville. In Nashville, okay, Kid Rock. I'm not even going to say the stupid name of his steakhouse. Forget it. Oh, I didn't even know he had his own. Can place. you imagine the nasty stank in that restaurant? Heck no. God, he probably does like karaoke at his own place. Ugh, I'd leave. <laughs> okay, it's eleven o'clock. If you don't leave, I'm starting to sing. <laughs> it clears out in ten <laughs> seconds. Ugh. So uh, I have to read the certain ones because some go on longer than others. So. Initially, he went on a recorded drunken rant that was posted by other news outlets. I'm not a fan of TMZ, but at the same time, TMZ covered it. Other news outlets covered it. It's pretty much him going off on Oprah and someone from The View 
just saying how F Oprah, bunch of garbage, and just other really obscene stuff. And then he insisted he's not racist. He wanted to make that very clear. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, he did not say anything racist in the rant, but the fact that he had to put that little disclaimer right. on there kind of makes me a little question. Quest- it makes it a little questionable. Yeah. Uh, you know, the whenever you hear, I'm not racist, but... Oh, like what that night usually means you are. Yep. And like he went on Fox and Friends Live drunk and it's just Oprah. I haven't heard Oprah say anything. I doubt Oprah would say anything. Oprah is so far above Kid Rock on the food chain. Ugh, ugh, ugh. And I'm also, sure there's a lot of rednecks that are jumping on the Kid Rock. Oh, not even a bandwagon. The Kid Rock pickup and just really trying to sit, like get on Kid Rock's side. No one cares. Not one person. Kid Rock was looking for attention again. Also, would you like to know the name of his place? Do I want to? It's a mouthful. Well, that sounds like Kid Rock. Go for it. Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Talk and Rock and Roll Steakhouse. No, thank you. And it's like this really long, just conglomerate of... Ew. There's also a fedora on the top. Would you want to eat there? Hell no. Exactly. Why would anyone want to eat there? It's Cute Rock's restaurant. Okay. <sighs> and so? Cute uh, uh, Rock has done so much bad and people don't realize that. Oprah has done so much in her life that it's amazing. And one of the best, I have to go because I retweeted this, but I want to read it out because this is the perfect summation. And better than anything I could have put together. And I knew this about Oprah. This is from Charlotte Clymer. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing the name. Kid Rock grew up in a wealthy white family and never wanted for anything, but has built a career pretending he's trailer trash and likes to sell records. Oprah was born to a single black teen mother in the South and is a self-made billionaire who lifts others up. That's that. Mm-hmm. That's literally the best description of both of those two I can imagine. Kid Rock, I've said before, is a phony. He is a fraud. Mm-hmm. There's he's done interviews where he said he would go to hang out with like the poor and like the tough kids until his dad picked him up for orthodontics appointments. Mm. Get out of here with that. He is such yeah. a fake from Michigan in a well-to-do family pretending to be from the South, waving the Confederate flag at all his shows and being a man of the people when he's not. It's kind of like so many people are fans of Stained in the South because uh, Aaron Lewis is such a gun-promoting type guy, very, mm-hmm. very right-leaning on that. He's a big Fox News proponent also. Aaron Lewis and Stained, and Stained in general, but mainly Aaron Lewis – from Massachusetts. There's not oh, yeah. a southern thing about him. <laughs> you people are being played. I'm going to put Aaron Lewis aside. Kid Rock is such a fraud. He is playing all of you. He just wants attention with this Oprah Winfrey rant. He was mm-hmm. drunk. I get that. But he still just wants the attention. It's the same thing he did to Taylor Swift a few months ago. He just oh, wants God. attention from I the people that are – oh, yeah. He just wants attention from people way above him. And did you hear Taylor do anything back to Kid Rock? No. No? no. He, she doesn't need to. She, I was about to say, you know, she probably heard just a snippet of that and was like, who? Ew. It was probably who? Ew. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Also, for the record, um, I was talking to some of the Coliseum guys. Kid Rock's latest album came out in 2017. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Oh, my God. 
right? Also, I had did, no clue. Also, did you? <laughs> God, just reading some of the things that he said. Um, he put out a statement on his Facebook page. At uh, 5 I saw his tweets. I did not say his Facebook page. Do I? Uh, go ahead and read it if you feel the brave whole, enough. The whole thing. Let sure. me read the whole. Okay. Um, I said. My people tried to get me to do the Oprah Winfrey show years ago, and her people wanted me to write down five reasons why I loved her and her show. I said, F that and her. End of story. I'm just saying what a lot of people think. Not sure who we're speaking for. Who is okay. thinking that? Who is <laughs> thinking that? Sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Not saying I should be, but sometimes I just do. Oh, well. I have a big mouth and drink too much sometimes. Shocker. <laughs> I also work hard and do a ton to help others out. But that's just back page news because the press hates I love Trump. F them too. I am what I am. I ain't what I ain't. P.S. And you haters and internet trolls can check my tour numbers and shut your ignorant ass up. Boom. <laughs> He actually wrote that. P.S.S. I did not get removed from my own bar. Fake news. If anything, I was was leaving and the cops were helping me out. Oh, okay. (laughs) Is that all it was? Hey, at least I don't drink and drive. And it continues. P.S.S.S. Was it racist when I said F. Joy Behar? And by the way, I love Kathy Lee Gifford. Oh, was he drunk when writing all that? I'm not sure, but the fact that he had P-S-S-S. Postscript, script, script. Okay. That's a lot to take in, Gretchen. Um, uh, I, I always saw the first paragraph of that on Twitter because that's all I posted. I didn't know about the full long Facebook full rant. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I'll look that up. I'll pin it to GetRock.net too. Um, he, is a, he is 48 years old. And yeah, he's he still talking like that. that. I know. Well, that much cheap booze and pretending to be someone you're not. Road hard, put away wet. Uh, it's just all the things. There's so much to break down in that. And yes. he's capitalized. It's like, yeah, look at my tour numbers. Okay. But and congrats. Awesome. You tricked people. You, you're you a fraud. You completely have that over a very impressionable group that just follow you, not because of your trash music. But because of your beliefs, it's pretty much a glorified NRA meeting at that point. Oh, God. <laughs> so, no, don't talk to me about how your tour number. By the way, I'm willing to bet Oprah could sell out a lot more arenas than you if she wanted to do something on the road. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. If, even in the same city on the same day, I'm willing to bet Oprah could pull bigger numbers. Well, I just love how he says, I'm just saying what a lot of people think. I'm yeah. sorry, who actually thinks that? Also, Kid Rock, you don't think. Be real. <laughs> we know that. You don't use that space between your ears. Uh, 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 uh. When, he, when he was married to Pamela Anderson and Pamela Anderson was the smart one and made out there looking better. Oh, poor Pamela. I know. <laughs> and we Yikes. all feel bad for Pam Anderson. <laughs> 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 Yikes. Oh. It's it's disappointing. I hope this blows over. Just it all it has done is made Kid Rock look worse. Oprah mm-hmm. probably is just doing like she's technically retired, but she still has her hands in like so many different projects making her money. 
and helping other people like legit helping she has done so much legitimate charity and welfare and just goodwill work for the world it's mm -hmm. insane i'm not talking about you get a car you get no not that for her audience i'm talking about real serious charity work for millions of people around the world mm-hmm so yeah, Kid Rock selling cheap beer and keeping beer cheap at all his concerts for his because it's good for the people. That is not the same. Also, I still believe Kid Rock does that so people don't realize how crappy he is on stage. Yeah, probably. So, that yeah. <laughs> ugh, they're gonna leave if they realize how bad I sound and all these and half of my songs were stolen samples from other people. <laughs> oh well, I'll just read I'll just say go Trump and that that'll be that. And that'll be that. That's my Kid Rock impression. I'm not was, an impressions guy, but I feel like I got pretty well down with what I just was, said. That was beautiful. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. That's enough Kid Rock discussion for my life. And I don't want to keep bringing him up, but... Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> just... Uh, okay. Indeed. I know. Exactly. So to wrap things up, I know Gretchen has something she's excited for tomorrow. Would you like to tell people who you're going to see tomorrow and... Also, who you're going to be shooting because you actually got approved for PhotoPass. Yes, and even though a lot of people seem to dislike them, Five Finger Death Punch, I'm excited for. And they're also coming out with a new single tomorrow. They are. And they set a new album for 2020. And so I'm like, see, honestly, I'm excited for you to get to see um, Bad Wolves and Fire from the Gods, who will also be there. I was about to say, I've seen. Because they're also going to be there with Three Days Grace. I've seen right. Bad Wolves before, but when they when they only had, you know, zombie yeah. as their as their known thing. Um, last time I saw them, I think was last summer in 2018, and so okay. they have a little bit longer set this time. Um, and I've seen Three Days Grace a few times. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is my. I think you shot Three Days Grace with Breaking Benjamin last year. I did. Or earlier this year, I should say, this summer. Say August. Yeah. Um, and I've seen Five Finger Duck Punch. I think this will be my fourth or fifth time. Okay. Um, but I'm excited to see Fire from the Gods, too. Yeah. See, I think that's a decent show to shoot. And at the same time... Yeah. I Like I said before, I am no longer a fan of Fire uh, for Five Finger Death Punch for a while now. Mm -hmm. I, but that's not to say I won't listen to what they have for new. I want to be proven wrong and hear something new and fresh and invigorating and exciting for the band because I know they have the talent. Yeah, they do. It's, a, it's an attitude thing. That's 100% my belief. And I'm sick to death of the cover songs. I just want to hear something better and I know they're capable of it. I just want to hear what they can do. I mean, I think we talked about this before. If they released a new album and it only had one cover song and the rest was new material, I'd be even fine with that. Yeah, I mean, I can almost like probably guarantee it that this album will have one cover song. Right, and that like, you know what, that, and that's fine. I don't even mind that. There's other bands that do that all the time too. In this moment, usually has at least one cover song per mm -hmm. album, and that's fine. I just Five Figure Death Punch has relied on that. So if yeah. this is a brand new song getting released this week, yes, okay, tomorrow it, it is tomorrow. Okay, if it's yep. a brand new song getting released this week, yeah, they, they new new. I was then, yeah. I posted about it on Twitter, okay. I believe, a few hours ago, actually. Um, okay, so there you go. So we'll yeah. check that out. We'll hear about it. And also next, and also tomorrow, the Sonic Temple lineup gets announced. And that's arguably the biggest rock and metal festival in the country in the U.S. Yeah, the new song is called Inside Out. Inside Out, okay. 
Mm-hmm. Tribute to Pixar. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> that's such a good movie. It is a good movie. I agree. It made me cry. That one made you? Yeah, there was, there was some emotional moments. I can see that. So. Oh, well, yeah, it's a movie about emotions. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't cry. I don't cry at every sad part in every movie. Which Five Finger Death Punch embodies the emotion of anger? The uh, they <laughs> they they embody the emotion of monster. Dose. You know, see for me, five somebody find Death- me some drywall. <laughs> see, whenever <laughs> I, for me, music. If I'm in a mood, a specific mood, I always gravitate gravitate toward a specific band, and if I am very angry i always go to five finger death punch is that why whenever i come see you after like 24 hours we're always blasting five finger death punch um no that's why i'm blasting simple plan no i'm just kidding just kidding what emotion is that that's a let's see how far i can take this emotion your your devious and mischievous side before i just run out of run out of your house screaming hey you let it play for like a good minute one time in my car then before I went insane. Before you changed my my music. Okay. We'll close it. We'll close this out. Well, this is how we'll close it out. I'm just gonna set up the situation. We were just going on a nice scenic route back to her place. Uh, she had her the music on shuffle, and a simple plan song came on. It was "Shut Up" from Simple Plan. First of all, what? obnoxious. Second of all, we had to come to a stop because there was like construction on the road, and we were in the middle of these like of the side routes. You know, literally come to a halt. We were trapped on the road in the middle of nowhere and Simple Plan was playing and Gretchen was singing along. After 60 seconds of silence for me, I instinctively just push, started pushing random buttons to get it to stop. On my car. Yeah, it was on her car too. I was in the passenger seat. And I know that's very rude etiquette to do that. Faux pas. That was my limit. Gretchen mm-hmm. found my limits when all those things completely collapsed. It was the perfect storm of what I couldn't take. And she saw it. Just let it be known, y'all. 60 seconds of simple plan. Yeah. That's what it takes. That's right. Okay, I'll give you the nuclear launch codes. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, with that being said, thank you, for everyone. We're going to keep this a little shorter than the past few episodes. I'm going to have some more of the Coliseum guys, too, on over the next few weeks. I'm space throughout. And Gretchen is also, because we're going to be talking about the festival lineups as they're getting announced. Epicenter was already announced. Welcome to Rockville will be uh, not this upcoming, but the following week. Sonic Temple gets announced tomorrow. Gretchen will be there. Hopefully the Rock Coliseum guys will be there at Sonic Temple with us if we all get approved. Gretchen is doing something special on her channel this month. If Gretchen, would you like to talk about what you're going to be doing on your channel this month? I'm attempting Vlogmas, which yep. is basically where I vlog every single day for 25 days. Yep, and you already have the first day down. It's and already I already posted. have the first day down. Perfect. I'll po- post a link to that. Thank you all again. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends. I'm still trying to get this channel up to 1,000 so I can start monetizing this and YouTube will start pushing it more. It'll be available on Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple, Google, everything you can imagine. Thank you guys again. And Gretchen, do you have anything you would like to close out on? I don't have any words of wisdom this time, but I had. I hope everyone had a happy holiday. That's great. Right? That's lovely. Thank you, everyone. Hope you got...